Welcome to your Magical Life Podcast. A sacred space to explore, create, and manifest more magic into your daily life. I'm Crystal, homeschool mom to two wildlings and lover of all things witchy and magical. And I'm Ash, your resident art witch and priestess, helping you trust your intuition through art and divination. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Your Magical Life. We are so excited for today's episode. We are going to be talking all about energy, what it is, what you can do with it, how to work with it, how to ground it, all of it. So I can't wait to dive into the topic. And Ash, can you get us started? Give us your take on energy. Yeah, I'm really excited about this episode because I definitely like working with the energy and, and everything has energy. So we have our like energetic field, but so does a tree and a rock and any tool we work with, really. It all has an energy, like a, a spirit almost to it, just like anything that we have. Like I have this little garnet piece here. So like any of our crystals, they have different energies, different vibrations to them, which is why we use different ones for different things. But even just working within our own bodies, we can work with that energy field through visualization, through sounds cleansing through smoke cleansing and clearing there's so many different ways to really work with that energy whether you're clearing it building it or just using that energy to manifest wow i love that so much and what i think is so perfect and you had mentioned earlier when we were discussing this episode is that the most beautiful thing about working with energy that you really don't need anything. It's just you and yourself. And I loved that. I loved that. And yes, I have a little, because I love my props. You don't need anything but to clear the energy. You can use some smudging. Some people use sage. That is, white sage is a closed practice. So I just want to mention that if you are not native, it is not recommended to use white sage. But there's many other things that you can smudge as well to bring protection to yourself and also sound clearing. So I only have this tiny little sound bell and I'm not going to do it So in case it's loud in anyone's ear, but they make beautiful sounds and you can just really see it, feel the energy around you clear. I often will go through my house right after I've done spring cleaning, make sure you open up all your windows so that all that stuck energy can really leave and you're not just stirring it up, right? So I go through every room and I'll do a little gong and we'll just hear, feel that energy. It cleans it. It feels, it gives your whole house a bath, the air. And then I also use incense. This is dragon's blood incense, which I love the energy of. I put it in my little cauldron. When you have loose, I've never worked with loose incense before, but you get a little coil, you light that, and then you put the loose powder on and it makes the incense. And dragon's blood energy is, so we, we've been talking a lot about air energy right now, cleansing with the smoke, with the sound and with the incense. And so you're calling upon the element of air, the energy of the East and energy of dragon's blood is very protective. So this is a protective energy and it also speeds along your magic. So often I'll burn it just to add to that. I love that. And speaking of crystals having energy and rocks, I love my crystals. They each do have such a different energy. For example, this is a piece of petrified wood. 
And so you think about how old this piece of material in my hand is. And when you hold that, you feel the grounding energy of the earth. And it takes my energy, whether I'm crazy in an argument or whatever, upset. And if I hold this piece of tiny little piece of petrified wood, I instantly feel more grounded. Another one that I use for grounding is septarian stone. This is my dragon's egg. And I don't know, there is just nothing more grounding for me. I think everybody has a little bit of a different feel. So you can go to a crystal shop. You can ask the owners to help guide you. Say, I need a grounding crystal that can give you some options and then go pick it up because it really is, I think, so different for everyone. And we talked about selenite during our moon road, but I think selenite is a great one for charging your crystals because it's got an, an another special frequency where it can actually charge other crystals. So this is a super powerful one as well. Copper is something that they make bracelets out of. It's another material. It's not a crystal, but it's a material that absolutely holds an energy and it's even used like in medicine. And so this just goes to show that whether you're a believer in all the woo-woo and you're like, okay, Crystal, you lost me at rocks have energy. Hold on. Like they really do. <clears throat> do you know? And whether or not you believe that this piece of white howlite is anti-anxiety and anti-depression, that's up to you. But I do believe that the more power you put to it, the more intention, the more you believe in it, the more you will see that it absolutely does work. This piece of rose quartz, self-love, whenever I am a little extra hit of self-love, we go right into that. Smoky quartz is great, again, if you're feeling down and low. Amethyst I use to connect to source and my intuition as, long, as well as labradorite. Those are just a couple of my favorite crystals to work with their energies. Oh, and my bracelets. Of course, I always have my blue goldstone. That is for luck. Tiger's eye for grounding and my hematite for intuition. So I have those on my receiving end. I, that's what I want today. Luck, grounding, and intuition. And to all of our listeners, I give you protection with my snowflake obsidian. Some extra hit of love with garnet, strawberry quartz, and rose quartz, and some financial abundance with some citrine for all of our listeners. Very nice. The first part of what you were saying reminded me of how I found this piece of garnet because I was at an event doing readings for people and the table next to me was all crystals. And this one crystal, it's this huge chunk of garnet, kept calling to me all day. Like it looked like a face staring at me all day and I was like if it's still there at the end of the day I'll get it and I did obviously and when I got it home which now bring about the how you feel the energy when I got it home I sat down with it and just held it and I could feel like that tingling sensation all the way up my arms through my heart space like all the way down my legs like I could feel that that flow of energy like when you feel that tingling sensation or get goosebumps and feel that all the way through your body and especially like down your spine and out through your feet that's that flow of energy that i'm talking about working with crystals with yourself with other items so if you're feeling 
that pull to something, an object or a place, even if the thing is a tree in your backyard, go to that thing and like work with that energy of you can talk to it, you can have a conversation with it, or you can just put your hand on it or put your hand on the ground or just sit there and see how it feels. So the energy that I felt when I held this was one of grounding and everything is okay. So whenever I need that calming, grounding energy, I'm holding on to this. And like, I can feel it right now. Like that energy has not lessened at all in the, I don't know, two or three years that I've had this. Like I still have that same head or connection of energy every time I hold it. That is beautiful. Wow. What a neat story. And I love your explanation of how you can really feel it in your body if you attune to it. And also, I think that's important that you said it hasn't lessened over time. It's not all these other objects or things that we buy that have a limited use. And once you use it all up, the energy has gone. I've used up the magic. Time to throw it away. No way. With crystals, obviously, they've been around for thousands, millions of years. They're rocks. But beyond that, when we share our energy with it, when we connect in, like that was sitting on that table. That garnet was for you, was waiting for you. And as soon as you and your rock found each other, that like magic happened. And if I were to pick up your garnet, I don't think I would feel the same. It's your piece. And I think that you actually, not only does it not lessen its intensity, I think it actually strengthens over time as you build a relationship with it. Some people even put them under their pillow to connect in during the dream space while they're sleeping. I have a dream amethyst tower that's just supposed to be good for dreams and calming sleep in our room. Things like that. I like that you point out that it's gotten stronger and the energy doesn't lessen. But I will say that if my energy is more off. If I'm more out of alignment, then when I grab this, I can feel it stronger. So it's not so much that the magic of or the energy of the rock has changed. It's if I am grounded in alignment or if I'm out of alignment. So like working with it brings you into that aligned space and that grounded space. So it's like clearing my energy. So if I'm more out of alignment and I need more cleansing, more clearing, the energy is then stronger. Totally. It's like that reset button. If that makes sense. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Reset on the energy. And even if you don't have a specific item, you can still do that energy clearing just with your body and with visualization. So if you're ready for me to talk about that in that section. So I found, I wouldn't say I found these, but I read more about them. So I'll share a couple of books and talk about it. So I love these ones. We have Psychic Witch and we have Mastering Magic, both by Matt Oren. And if I'm pronouncing his last name wrong, I hope. But those are both really great books where it's pretty much just you and yourself. There are very few tools in it. And it's 
just took what I had already been doing and it gave me like another level to it. And same with this book, High Magic by Damien Eccles. She also goes into the more esoteric version of magic. And so the practices where you just need yourself and wherever you're sitting. So to get started with it, and we'll have a meditation for you in the download section. But to get started, you just visualize this white light in your heart space. And that white light is like the energetic clearing. So first you send the light down through your body, out your feet, into the earth. And so you can feel the earth. That way you can feel the grounding that way. And you'll start to feel that that energetic connection or like that tingling sensation might feel it a little bit differently. For me, it's that like goosebumps tingling kind of sensation. And you can feel that all the way down your legs, out your feet, into the earth. So like you can feel that connection even if your feet aren't actually on. And then you bring the energy, that white light back up into you and send it out into the universe above you. And that way you're connected to the universe itself, like angels, ascended masters, gods, goddesses, whoever you work with. And then once you bring that light back down, then you start to actually expand it out. So you visualize it getting brighter, you visualize it getting larger, filling your body, filling your room, filling your house, your space, as far as you can visualize it going. So that's one way that I really like to really clear and ground my energy. And that always gets the session off to a really great start. What a wonderful practice, Ash. I cannot wait for our listeners to download the meditation and really work with their own energy. I've done this with you in your workshops in the past, and I really do love the practice that you just described. It's so beautiful. And I would say it, it is great for grounding your energy, but I find that it is also great to focus your energy. So I think this is a great practice mm -hmm. to do right before you're about to do a ritual, spell work, new moon intention, or whatever it is. I think that this is a great thing I don't know, possibly something I would add to my practice after I open circle. I know we talked about opening circle in another episode, but in case people haven't caught that episode, a lot of times you'll hear open a circle before you start your rituals or things like that. And that is just to connect in with the energies of all four directions. And so you call to the guardians and watchtowers of the east and you face that direction and then you ask to call in all the things that are related to the East. And I think of tarot. What is the sword's rep, you know, thought, intellect, new beginnings? It's the direction of dawn, the rising sun. So it's that new beginning, energy, truth, communication, all of that stuff. And then you turn to the South and you honor fire and you talk about what that is. And then you go to the West, water, and you talk about the, that that's feelings and flow and ease. And I'm not going to skip fire. I apologize, fire. I felt a draw. Talk about me. Fire is passion, love, creativity, and things of that sort. And then you move on to West once you appropriately honor the South. <laughs> and then you go to the West, water, flow, ease, and then to the North, which is Earth, our mother. And then you ground that energy in. And then as I talked about before, what I had learned from my transparent oracle class that above the ascended masters, the angels, God, source, the universe, 
Then the below, you call in, which is your ancestors, the dark goddess, the fae, and the underworld beings. And then you go to within the seventh direction, yourself, your higher self. And I love that we presence ourselves within rather than above. Sometimes we travel to the different directions, but we always have ourself within ourself and are such an important part of our spiritual team and guidance is our higher self. And I love finding that has really changed my spiritual journey rather than giving power to these gurus or these priests or these whatever monks, you know what I mean? No, we each have the power, the magic within us because we are part of source. And and so I really feel like including ourselves really steps into your power and embraces it and owns your energy. And so I would call in the seven directions. And now I think I will add in focusing my energy, grounding and focusing that energy ball, like you were saying. And I cannot wait for our listeners to go download that meditation. You go to our website in case anybody's getting a little lost. If you go to our website, there is a downloads tab. And if you click the downloads tab, you are going to see a bunch of freebies. There is a wheel of the year printable. There's another shadow work meditation that guides you into a creative process to ground out your journaling about your shadow. There is some other fun printables like a journal prompt and things like that. So check out the downloads. They are free as we launch our new podcast, but they're not going to be free forever. So take advantage, check out our website, go to the download page and get your freebies. Yes. And I love that you call this like energy clearing more focusing because I, I feel like that is for me like when I'm grounded and focused. So I like that you see that as like a separate thing. One thing that I do as part of my morning routine is that I will go outside. So I go to, I call the directions, the seven directions, and then I do a little yoga moon flow. It's the moon flow. It is literally the only yoga I know. I I don't know why I was drawn to it one time. I watched a YouTube video and it was the only one I could learn, the sequence. And so I did it every day and, and I would do it to each direction. Actually, I started doing it to each direction. Now I just call the directions and do it one time. Maybe I should get back to doing it all four times because that was really a good moving of the energy and, and flowing and connecting to the moon, to myself. I don't know what the different poses are called, but you, you go through the moon flow and I really feel like that. I don't know. It connects me into my energy. And I have to give you a little side story. I knew there was a time that I would be talking about this on the podcast and it feels right. So where I do my yoga every morning is in my backyard, right outside of my garage door. I just pop out there. Sometimes I'll see owls flying over. I get to see the rising sun. It's just a beautiful outdoor little space. And it's actually, of all the areas, it's the place where my dog does her business. (laughs) That's the dog area, but it's right outside the door and that's where I go. And hers is over to the side. So I'm not like on the middle of it. But anyways, I go out there and I do my yoga moon flow. And I know. And so, but the most magical thing has happened in the yoga studio (laughs) outside this little patch of grass, right? We have clovers and we have clover all over our yard. My husband just it puts it out clover seed because it's good for putting nitrogen back in the dirt. Anyways, he's the gardener. I'm the black thumb. He puts clover out and I say, cool. But I noticed 
a four-leaf clover. And I was like, oh my God, a four-leaf clover. This is so amazing. And so I picked it or whatever. And and then this was last summer. And it was a really rough time in my life because my mom got diagnosed with cancer. AML, like 95% blast. Like it was serious. We were not sure that she was going to recover or what the future held and what the treatments were. And it was just a chaotic time. My sister flew in from Vermont, stayed months. She was in the hospital. I'm going to fast forward. She is miraculously fine. Thank the gods. Thank God. Source, universe, clovers, whatever. It is a miracle, literal miracle. So thank you. But back to the magic and the energy. So when I needed it, when she needed it, when we needed hope, the universe God delivered. And I was just doing my yoga in the moon flow in that area. And then I was like, ah, four leaf clover, that's really cool. And so, of course, I showed my mom, look, a four-leaf clover, lucky, it's a sign or whatever. And I just kept doing my yoga. And then another four-leaf clover, another day, and then another day. And I was like, okay, this is getting a little mystic here. I kid you not, this lucky clover patch produces clover, four-leaf clover after four-leaf clover after four-leaf clover. Now I'm finding five-leaf clovers, six-leaf clovers. I found one eight leaf clover all from this same patch and it's where I do my yoga work it's where I have my energy near where I do my cards and I really feel like it is it is nowhere else in our yard it is no other clovers I've looked everywhere else it is in this one patch concentrated patch where I do my energy work coincidence I don't know you can think what you want but Google says that the chance of finding one four-leaf clover, yeah, the one four-leaf clover chances are one in about four or 5,000. The chance of finding a five-leaf clover is one in a million. And the fact that I have found all in this one spot is just, I think you can mathematically compute it. <laughs> I can't anyways. And so what do I do with them all? I have, I start yeah, I start pressing them. I put them in packing tape and I, of course, gave a bunch to my mom, brought them to the hospital. And she said, yeah, I just kept bringing them to my mom. Okay, this is going to cure her cancer. I don't know. I just to keep her morale up more than anything, keep us in a positive, hopeful space that anything can happen. Anything can happen. That was the mindset that we needed to be in. And the universe provided a tangible thing for us to see. You didn't think this could happen, could you? Let's transfer it to your mom believe, have faith, hope. And we did. And I'm not here to say that the clovers killed, cured her cancer. I am not here to say that thinking positive can get you out of that. This, please don't get me wrong. I am just giving our experiences and how that hope really, I think, helped us. And, and it was just miraculous. And so I was giving her all the clovers, but then she was like, she's in the hospital getting chemo sick. And my mom, she's amazing. She said, don't put them all together. Put them in little ones. I want to give them out to everybody. So to the nurses, to the cleaning crew, sometimes the doctors, but she was That's more so for sweet. the nurses and the cleaning crew. She wanted to give those people the extra. That inspired me. I started giving them to just random people I see on the street, people who look a little down on their luck, often store clerk workers as I'm checking out. I'm like, here's a little extra luck for you. And it really changes people's day, I think. And whether they believe in it or not, they're just one person I gave it to right after I bought a lot of ticket. I saw him buying a lot of tickets, so I gave it to him. And he looked at me like, Wash. are you trying to sell me something? Do you want money? For this? And I'm like, no, I just want you to have good luck. And he just 
dropped his jaw. Who does that? It's like to be a little angel to people. I don't know, lucky angel. And I love it. And so that's my little lucky clover story. That's an amazing way to work. Yeah, it was really, really. That's an amazing way to work with energy. Also, I don't know if you, so besides yoga, there's also Qigong. Have you heard of Qigong? I've heard of the term, but I honestly have no idea what it is. That's another way to work through stuck energy. Yeah, it's beautiful. Again, you could just go on YouTube and there's free ones and it's a way of moving your energy. And it reminded me very much, I think you would like it, of your practice with the energy ball because it really takes that, but you move it. And I don't know, it's cool. Yeah, let's talk about the energy ball too. And I finally remembered what I was going to say earlier when you're talking about circle was that a good portion of working with energy is visualizing it. So if you can see it in your mind, you can work with it out in front of you. You find physical reminders in all of your insane amount of four and five and eight leaf clover, which I love that you just hand those out. That's so cool. But if you can see it in your mind too, you can also continue working with it. So one of the things that I learned a couple of years ago for whenever I'm releasing something new, like we did this to you and I when we were getting ready to release this podcast, is creating a ball of energy in between your hands, putting in all of these things that you want to create, want to manifest, want to feel, and then releasing it out into the universe. So I won't do it just for audio purposes, but you rub your hands together like you're building friction between your hands and you step. Something just fell over in my Energy. <laughs> you rub your hand. I was rubbing in that direction too. You rub your hands together. You feel that energy build up and you can feel it start building through your arms. And then once you feel that friction, that energy, then you open your hands up. And you imagine like a little ball in between your hands. You can imagine if it has a color or shape or anything of that nature. But you just, I just see this like white energy ball. And you start saying all the things you want to create, all the things you want to manifest, all the things that you want to experience. So for us talking about podcast, it was helping our audience. It was reaching new people. It was enjoying this experience, things of that nature. And so you just keep visualizing the energy coming from your heart space all the way down your arms, out your palms, going into this energy ball. And it's amazing how it happens because your hands start a couple inches apart. And then all of a sudden, even without consciously, at least without consciously separating them, like they, they just start growing further and further apart like you can feel it expanding you can feel that space between your hands getting larger and then once you feel like it's at a good size or like you feel like it can put out everything that you want then you just throw it out into the universe like you throw your arms out throw it out into the universe and it's out there being created like you you go take your actions you need to but like the energy You've set that intention. You've put it out there. Now. That's a really fun practice to, to work with energy and to be able to feel it and see it in your body. I 
love that practice. I love doing it. And I love that you shared it with our listeners. It's so powerful to really visualize that. And it's actually a similar practice as you were saying that it reminded me of sigil creation. We do you have your necklace on right now? I do. Okay. Can you show it real quick? Mine is off to the side and I don't want to make noise. Okay. So Ash made us an awesome kind of like friendship necklaces. We each have one. It has a key on it and then it has a pendant of a sigil that she created using our podcast, Your Magical Life. And what you do is you take the letters of whatever it is you want to say, any saying. Isn't that so cool? I love it. I love it. So you take the letters of whatever you want to say. It could say, I am wealthy, I am abundant, I will get this new job, or podcast is successful, or person's name, whatever it is that you're wanting to create this sigil around world peace. Write it out, and then you cross out any duplicating letters. And there's many ways to make sigils. This is one way. You'll cross out the duplicating letters. and, And so then some people will assign numbers to the letters. Some people just do the letters in a circle, circular order, and then we'll connect them with lines. And then that the lines within are your sigil for that specific intention. Or you can use the actual letters, which is how Ash did ours, to create a symbol with those letters. So there's just a lot of different ways, but basically a sigil is a symbol with a specific intention. And it's not something that you can necessarily see looking at it. Like you couldn't look at ours and know, oh, that's your magical life podcast. It's like a secret code between you and your magic. So you've got this sigil and you create it. And this is something else I learned in the transparent tarot workshop I did with Emily Carding. She creates sigils with the cards actually layered on top of each other, which is just amazing and beautiful. And so once you create that image, that powerful, yeah, you hold it in your mind's eye and then you focus your attention, that energy ball kind of thing, and then you release it, right? So what you said with the releasing, but then afterwards, you don't think about it. You mm. let it go and you let the universe get to work. That I feel is a really important part of magic. You focus, focus, focus. And again, like I said in the moon episode, you can't just wish for something and then take no action. Like you have to take some aligned action and steps. Like you're not going to, oh, I want a new job, but I'm not going to apply anywhere. Sure. Could a random person stop you on the street and be like, I want to offer you a job. Sure. It might happen. Chances are better if you go apply a few places and let the universe help you just a little bit instead of making a big. So I I think sigil is a fun way to work with energy as well. And that kind of brings me into cards. Cards have their own energy. Every deck. Runes have their own energy. All of the divination tools, like they have an energy, you have an energy. And it's when you combine those energies that the magic with a K happens. You really, I think that's when the messages start to come through. When you just like, like zone out. I don't know. This is how I do it. You just zone out. Like you're not even really there it's just like spirit with everything just when you were talking about like decks or things of that nature and we've talked about this quite a few times today of having different tools with us so one if you're not feeling the energy or if you're like i don't think i've ever felt the energy think of a time of the opposite direction where you have picked up a deck or a crystal or a book or anything like that and just felt like 
really awful. Like it felt uncomfortable to look at or hold or touch or like you didn't want to read the messages on the card. Go the other direction because that's energy too. It's just the energy that isn't aligned for you. So like I've, I've tried many different decks over the years and there are a lot of decks now that I just, I would never touch again. Like they, the pictures never resonated. The messages don't like the person who created them. I would never want to connect with and that's fine. Because not everyone has to be for us. Not every object has to be for us or deck. So if you haven't felt the like, this is it or noticed it rather, think of the times when you notice the opposite of this thing is not it and just see how that feels too. Definitely. I think that is a very good point. And that kind of leads me to what we consider intuition or our gut feelings. And we talked about it a little bit. If your energy is telling you to turn left or pick a certain thing, go for it. But also if your energy is telling you not to do something, not to trust your gut and your intuition. And that really is saying to trust your own energy. Definitely. Definitely. And I agree that some decks, I feel like some decks I definitely feel more connected to. I think there's only been one or two decks that I've had like a very negative reaction. No, actually, there's a lot, but I leave them in the store. But only one deck that I bought and brought home that I then got home and was like, this is not for me. And I immediately gave it to a friend who resonated with it wonderfully. And so it wasn't a bad or evil spirited deck or anything like that. It just was not for me. But there was a purpose probably for me getting it, which was to pass it to this friend who needed it. Perfect point there. Just because it doesn't resonate or work for you and your energy doesn't mean it won't work for someone else's. So that's perfect. Yeah. And I had to come back to when you were doing your little energy ball and you made something fall on the other side of the room, how powerful that was and whether that's coincidence or not, who knows. But have you seen those people? I am not one of those people, but, and this is square, but who will, can take a round object like a pencil and use their energy to roll it. Woo! No, I turned my head. But, and it's square. But I've seen people where they really <laughs> telekinesis what do you think is it a thing haven't seen that however it reminds me of pendulums and that's a thing so if a pendulum can move based on yes or no questions then why wouldn't you be able to roll a pencil with your mind too true and you have those rods the dousing rods that say yes well maybe and those yes Maybe. Yeah, I just started playing with those. And speaking of pendulums, it reminded me, I'm so glad you mentioned it, because we've talked about how you don't need a lot of tools when you're doing energy work. And then we've talked about all these tools. So going back to you don't need any tools, your body, did you know that your body can be a pendulum? This is the coolest thing. So we have an energy, right? And so listeners, you can do this too. You stand up and you just very still yourself, still your energy. And you ask yourself, body, self, crystal, whatever, show me yes. And you're standing straight up and down. 
And your body will either will start to do something. It will either go forward and backwards or it'll circle clockwise or something like that. Like you'll feel something in your energy body. Do something when you say, tell me yes, show me yes. And so, and every time I forget what mine is now because I haven't used my inner pendulum in a while, but this could be something you can use in the store. If you're at Macy's and you're like, should I get the black shirt or the red shirt? And you don't want to pull out your pendulum and say red or black, you could just use your inner body pendulum and say, should I do the red shirt? Yes. Or the black shirt? No. Okay. Probably a more important decision than a shirt color, but you get my point. If you're in the middle of public and don't want to bring out your tools, your body and your energy can be a tool. So then you ask your body, tell me no. And maybe it's, I think mine was a counterclockwise circle, slight. Not It wasn't like, I'm exaggerating, but you feel that slight energy shift in your body if you tune it. That is so cool because that's what the pendulum does. If For me, if it's yes, it's this way. And if it's no, it's this way or... Maybe it's the other way around. I can't remember. But it has that same movement just in which you can use your necklace. You can use an earring. You can use whatever for a pendulum. But I had never thought to use one's body. That's really cool. Yeah. And since we're back on necklaces, I have to give a shout out. I just got the most amazingly beautiful crystal necklaces. You know, I love my crystal bracelets, but how many can I wear? So now I'm adding in necklaces, right? So I've got these. These are wire wrapped. Are they not gorgeous? (laughs) This one is so cool. It is a fidget. Look at this rose quartz. You can fidget it inside and move it around. It is like one of my new favorite necklaces it. here. So this is Luna. Her, their store is Luna Soul Botanica and it's a husband and wife team. And the husband is the one who does the wire wrapping and the wife does the live crystal sales and tarot reading. Um, and I have to talk about, so this is my blue lace agate. This is a wonderful crystal that holds the energy of communication, not just outward communication, like me being clear and being able to speak and open my throat chakra, but also the receiver of your communication. It helps you and the other person be good listeners and speakers. So I find that it's just great for healthy communication. And I can tell whether it's agate, blue lace pendant, blue lace earring. I need blue lace in my life like daily or else communication breakdown. And Speaking of energy, I am not sure that there are many crystals that I've had like a body reaction like you described with your garnet. Mm -hmm. But this Moldavite, I said I was going to mention it in a previous episode, but now's the time. Moldavite, man. This is a powerful little crystal. It is actually tectite. And I think it's part of a meteor that crashed into Earth. You only find it in the certain Mm -hmm. parts of the planet. And, and it is, it's a transformative stone. And people say Moldavite will find you when you're ready for it. Like I had been hearing about it, seeing it for a year or two, but never really felt ready. And then this piece just, it came to me. It comes to you when it comes to you. And like the second I ordered it, like I felt it in the mail, like when I got it in my hands, that full body reaction, it is beautifully powerful and transformative. And I feel like I have done a lot of inner work since I have received this. And it is, it's a wonderful crystal to work with. Although 
people say, watch out because it's one of those transformative. It's I talked about working with eclipse moon energy, how that's just like energy on steroids, how it can be a bit chaotic. And yeah, you want to get more money, but instead of a promotion, you get fired from your job and then you get a better job eventually, but it's like that chaotic transition. So that's how Moldavite is. Oh, it just really takes your whole life dumps it upside down, mashes it around, and then gives you a beautiful life in the end. But it was hell to get there. So you have to be ready for Moldavite. But also it's not, I also found, you don't need to come to it with fear. Fear energy is not how you want to come to Moldavite. You come to it with open acceptance and when you're ready and knowing that it is going to get put you It's going to catapult you onto your highest timeline and you're ready for it. You just are ready for the transformation. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard a lot of upset by having that piece, but if you come into it with the right mindset at the right time, then it'll be fine. You just have those energy support practices ready to go when you need to ground, when you need to cleanse, when you need to release. And I feel like we're definitely going to need a part two to this because there are so many other things pertaining to energy that I'm thinking of now. (laughs) This could go on for hours. It absolutely could. It absolutely could. And in the next episode, I will talk about this alchemy. It is a whole other. It's the magic of energy. It's taking elements and materials and alchemizing them. And so I am just barely getting into this deck. This is the Wild Unknown Alchemy Deck and Guidebook by Kim Kranz. She also has the Wild Unknown Tarot and other decks. Her images are so powerful. But I, before I can even get into this deck, most decks I just shuffle and get right in and start working with them. I tried that and this deck is not like that. So I had to stop, put all the cards back in order, and go back to the guidebook and start reading it like a book and learn what is alchemy. Wow. So we're still reading the book. I'm going to get to the cards later. The same thing happened with the transparent oracle. And I didn't realize it till I went to that workshop. I got it. I tried to shuffle. And yes, messages were coming out. However, the guidebook and understanding the system that the creator used to create these cards allowed me to mm. better access the energy of Because yes, you can just pull a card, read the guidebook and say, what does this mean for me today? And that is a way. But if you really want to connect in with the energy of a deck, you need to understand why and how the creator created it in order to make that connection, that energetic connection. That's a very good point of needing to know where they came from and their stories. And just the same as if you create your own deck or your own tool, you already know where you're coming from and how you're creating it, the energy you're putting into it. But you still need to know that even if it's someone else who made it. Definitely. This has been so much fun. Yeah, this has been great. We've talked about so many things and it's only inspiring more ideas in my head but i think we'll wrap it up here for today so that we don't have yes thank you so much to our listeners we are glad that you joined us in today's episode we are looking forward to future episodes be sure to drop us an email if you have future topics that you would like us to cover things that you're interested in we'd love to know or also just feedback we love hearing from our listeners everyone who has reached out with a message or a comment just makes our whole day. Please hit that like button, hit subscribe, leave a review. We're trying to get this podcast out to more people right now. We're just 
going on faith in the universe is going to deliver it to whoever needs to hear it, but we could use your help. So share it with a friend if you think they would also resonate with our messages. And we are looking forward to making more magic with you next week. Thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Your Magical Life. We hope you enjoyed it. Drop a comment and let us know what you liked and what you'd like to see more of. We love hearing from our listeners and featuring your most requested topics in our Q&A section. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow. And don't forget to check the show notes for bonus content. Send us your stories, questions, and comments to magicallifepod at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time as we continue to explore, create, and manifest more magic into our daily lives. Until then, I'm Crystal. And I'm Ash. Take care and keep making magic.